I wanted to give myself the gift of a night of wild love with an adolescent virgin. I thought of Rosa Cabarcas, the owner of an illicit house who would inform her good clients when she had a new girl available. I never succumbed to that or to any of her many other lewd temptations, but she did not believe in the purity of my principles. Morality, too, is a question of time she would say with a malevolent smile. You'll see. She was a little younger than I, and I hadn't heard anything about her for so many years that she very well might have died. But after the first ring, I recognized the voice on the phone, and with no preambles, I fired at her. Today's the day. She sighed. Ah, my sad scholar... You disappear for twenty years and come back only to ask for the impossible. She regained mastery of her art at once and offered me half a dozen delectable options, but all of them, to be frank, were used. I said no, insisting the girl had to be a virgin and available that very night. She asked in alarm, What are you trying to prove? Nothing, I replied, wounded to the core. I know very well what I can and cannot do. Unmoved, she said that scholars may know it all, but they don't know everything. The only Virgos left in the world are people like you who were born in August. Why didn't you give me more time? Inspiration gives no warnings, I said. But perhaps it can wait, she said always more knowledgeable than any man, and she asked for just two days to make a thorough investigation of the market. I replied in all seriousness that in an affair such as this, at my age, each hour is like a year. Then it can't be done, she said, without the slightest doubt. But it doesn't matter. It's more exciting this way. What the hell? I'll call you in an hour. I don't have to say so because people can see it from leagues away. I'm ugly, shy, and anachronistic. But by dint of not wanting to be those things, I have pretended to be just the opposite. Until today, when I have resolved to tell of my own free will just what I'm like, if only to ease my conscience. I have begun with my unusual call to Rosa Cabarcas because, seen from the vantage point of today, that was the beginning of a new life at an age when most mortals have already died. I live in a colonial house on the sunny side of San Nicolas Park, where I have spent all the days of my life without wife or fortune, where my parents lived and died and where I have proposed to die alone in the same bed in which I was born, and on a day that I hope will be distant and painless. My father bought the house at public auction at the end of the 19th century, rented the ground floor for luxury shops to a consortium of Italians, and reserved for himself the second floor, where he would live in happiness with one of their daughters. Florina de Dios Gargamantos, a notable interpreter of Mozart, a multilingual Garibaldian, and the most beautiful and talented woman who ever lived in the city, my mother.
The house is spacious and bright, with stucco arches and floors tiled in Florentine mosaics, and four glass doors leading to a wraparound balcony where my mother would sit on March nights to sing love arias with other girls, her cousins. From there, you can see San Nicolas Park, the cathedral, and the statue of Christopher Columbus. And beyond that, the warehouses on the river wharf and the vast horizon of the great Magdalena River, twenty leagues distant from its estuary. The only unpleasant aspect of the house is that the sun keeps changing windows in the course of the day, and all of them have to be closed when you try and take a siesta in a torrid half-light. When I was left on my own, at the age of thirty-two, I moved into what had been my parents' bedroom, opened the doorway between...